This is Unfilter, episode 86 for February 19th, 2014. Right now, live pictures in the wake of at least 26 dead in Russia, blaming on the violence in Ukraine on the protesters. So what is Putin doing? And what are we doing? Colonel Ralph Peters, Fox News National Security Analyst. Colonel, good day to you. Let's start with the United States. What is the Obama administration doing here, Colonel? As little as possible. And I was just, I just heard that the administration wants more Russian involvement in Ukraine. That is naivety veering into idiocy. This is all about Putin. Russia is involved. Russia is calling the shots. The Yanukovych government in Kiev and Ukraine has been bought, bullied, blackmailed. They are puppets of Putin. On this week's episode of Unfilter, after three months of building pressure, the Ukraine is exploding this week as anti-government protests turn more and more violent. Now the United States and Russia find themselves in a pissing match over who is more just to influence the revolution. The propaganda is flying and we'll break it down and discuss the real reasons the people are taking to the streets. New Snowden leaks reveal the NSA tracked WikiLeaks supporters. Legal butt gets a boost from the feds. Syria is heating back up and much, much more on this week's episode of Unfiltered. And welcome to Unfilter, episode 86 of Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show that's distracting you from all of that TV you shouldn't be watching. My name is Chris, and joining me every single week is the always excellent Mr. Chase. Hi, Chris. Hey, everybody. You know, uh, I do have a confession. Oh, lay it on me, Mr. Chase. I've been watching television. Uh, but we're trying to distract you from all that TV you shouldn't be watching. I know, but I've been watching TV. What have you been watching? Hurry hard! Curling! <laughs> hurry! 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 Yes, hard! You in that damn uh, Winter Olympics fever. Oh, man, it's so good. It's so good. Well, I'm glad so that the eight-hour delay hasn't discouraged you. What, what do you mean eight-hour delay? Uh, what are you talking about? No. No. What, are you got a VPN into Canada or something? So I, I have a VPN. <laughs> and I, I and every night uh, I've been watching, except for last night, because, you know, uh, currently. Uh, but no, I've been watching CBC yeah. live curling coverage. I hear that's the way to get it. And I've been oh, it's been it's been good. I'm it's told so good. by Alan that not only does CBC have it live, but then you can also get it like on demand later. Oh yeah, it's on demand. Also, they have a great uh, Android app uh, which works perfectly because I grab the AP- I can't get the APK from the uh, from the Google Play Store right. because I'm not in You're Canada. In the, yeah. So I grab the APK. I use a VPN on my phone. So when I want to watch it on my phone, watch it on my phone. That is ridiculous. And when I want to watch it on my computer, you know, that's easy. This there. is the hoops you have to jump through are. You know, this is why people need to be unfiltered supporters, not to just get into this right at the top of the show. But, dude, we had a great discussion in the supporter show about the Comcast Time Warner merger. Yeah. And this really just sort of dovetails into that entire conversation we just had. Yes, it does. It's so ridiculous right now. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I'm 
pulling content how I want to pull it. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those situations where I'm watching TV, but I'm just using the TV as a uh, a place to visually display what I really want to watch. Right. It's just a screen. It's just a screen. It's just a display device. And you're actually pulling in over IP. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. You're cutting out the middleman in a sense, but you're still using them. All right. And by the way, I I don't usually specifically call people out in the chat room, but Fish42081. Right off the top. Right off the top. (laughs) You know, hold on, hold on. You know, I got to (laughs) say... That curling is not a boring sport. I was oh watching. A, I was really? watching. I was more sports no, talk. No, I was watching Great Britain mm-hmm. versus China. Mm-hmm. Men, uh, China and Great Britain. They uh, they had a game a couple of days ago. I actually took some screenshots of it. Did <laughs> <laughs> you stop? It was so good. I mean, the shots that they were making under high pressure situations. Uh-huh. It was so. I know. Good. It's an impressive feat of it human. It was so yeah. good. Okay. All right. People okay, don't good. understand the strategy is involved. Yeah, right. They don't understand. Right. No one understands. And, be- and by the way, no one understands unless you've actually tried it and know how effing hard it is. Yeah, that's true. And by the way, you know what, Chris, you know what we should do? What's that? Well, because obviously we're going to go into this new studio soon. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, want, you, you even said it yourself. You want to do more stuff outside. Yeah, more, I do. More stuff remotely. I do. I think what we need to do, Chris. Are you thinking about like the unfiltered show on location or something? I'm thinking not only unfiltered show on location, but we go in some of the weirdest places in, in the U.S. In, in the West Coast. And oh, that. and like for example, like, do get on the road. Not only take it on the road, dude. I, now just hold on. Stop there. All right. So unfilter on the road. That's killer. I'd okay. love to do that. Okay. But not only we take Unfiltered on the road, but we go and do the show from places you wouldn't even think about. Like okay. We do it from uh, the Granite Curling Club of Seattle, where we just sit in front of the uh, table. There's people playing curling just, in the background, and we do the show. There's one problem with your flaw. There's one flaw with your proposal, and that would be nobody would care. But you know what? That's the best part. <laughs> okay. That's the best part. All right. Part. All right. Well, let me tell you about something I do care all about. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so uh, Snowden's uh, – the people associated with Snowden have a bit of a hard time when they're traveling these days. Oh, I bet. Of course, you recall Glenn Greenwald's boyfriend who was detained for quite a while. Yeah. Well, now Snowden's attorney got roughed up a little bit at the oh, airport. Oh, wow. It's Monday, February 17th, 5 p.m. in Washington, D.C. I'm Amira Davis. Thanks for the time update. I know. RT America. <laughs> Well, we begin today with the news that an attorney who represents former government contractor Edward Snowden says she was detained and questioned by Heathrow Airport Border Force in London while going through customs. Jessalyn Radak was traveling along with former NSA whistleblower Thomas Drake to meet with Julian Assange at the Ecuadorian embassy. Yesterday, Radak tweeted after her experience saying, I'm fine. Heathrow's border force was just trying to intimidate me. Who is Edward Snowden? Do you know him? Where is Bradley Manning? Where is Bradley Manning? What? Haven't Wait, we all figured that out by now? We already know. Actually, Bradley Manning Chelsea, is in Bra- Chelsea. Is, yeah. Chelsea yeah. yeah, fair uh, enough. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, also... One of the things that has been going around that we've covered back and forth as this ball has been passed uh, is, is since really since episode 54 of Unfilter is this how did Snowden get access problem? Like, how did he do that? How did he get access to all these files? Now, uh, there was a piece that I think I think it was The Guardian that ran it. It was an interview with a former Snowden co-worker. He said that Snowden was given special administrative privileges because of his skill set and because of what they needed him to do to the SharePoint server. Oh. Uh, they was put in a special group that had more access rights than a typical contractor. Snowden, in an internet chat, denied ever using anyone else's passwords. He said that I used my own credentials. And this coworker who said that Snowden had used his own credentials because he had he had elevated levels. He was an additional. They literally were using Active Directory, and they put him in the domain administrators group. Is what happened. Huh. So that was what Snowden said. Okay. That's what this coworker said. Right. However, officials from the NSA are saying something completely else. They're saying that Snowden took someone's credentials and logged in as him. 
Oh. We want to turn to other news now. A memo that sheds new light on a nagging question. How nagging. did Edward Snowden get access to all of those classified documents yeah. that he leaked to reporters? Oh, well, the memo seems to indicate Snowden stole a password from a co-worker, something he has denied. And for more on the internal NSA document and what it says, let's bring in Pentagon correspondent Barbara Starr. Barbara, what does it say? Of course. Well, you know, Brianna, you're absolutely right. Snowden had been denying for months uh, that he had tricked any fellow employees or stolen any of their security information or passwords. But that appears now not to be exactly true. Uh, Our own Joe Johns has obtained this February 10th memo from the National Security Agency to members of Congress detailing uh, to some great extent what they believe now has happened. Now, Let's actually talk about how this happened. So Joe right. Johns gets a memo from the NSA that was written for members of Congress. Now, right. do you think that- – Wait, is that legal? Wait a minute. I mean – Is it, that a leak? It, it, that's a leak. And and let's be let's be leak. clear. He was forwarded an email or something like that by was, an informant. He was BCC. It was, this was meant to get out. Yeah, it was BCC. To members of Congress detailing uh, to some great extent what they believe now has happened. And what they're saying to Congress is there was an NSA civilian who Snowden apparently got to enter his, the civilian's password, into computers Snowden was using. The person did not know, of course, uh, he says that Snowden was going to steal information from the NSA databases, enters his password, and Snowden, unbeknownst to him, is able to capture that password and use it. That civilian, who is not identified now, uh, has left the employment of the NSA. The NSA says that it has uh, informed the Justice Department of all of this. No information about what will happen next. The memo, pretty tantalizing because it also says there is a contractor and an active duty member of the U.S. military also caught up in all of this. But the NSA is saying it's going to leave it to their employers to deal with it. So perhaps more to come. All of this, of course, a massive security violation, and it begins to explain how some of this happened. So this would uh, seem to contradict not only what Snowden has said in, in an online chat, but yeah. also what a coworker said. Um, and I, I mean, this, I don't. Is this the government though trying to just pull up as more and more crap, and they and they just try? Well, they're trying different angles. So here? it's definitely, you know, you definitely are establishing a different set of and level of intent if yeah. you intentionally took somebody's password and then used that to gain access. Absolutely, to stuff, yeah. As opposed to being inappropriately given access to something that a contractor shouldn't have had access to. Um, and and so what that would seem to imply is they're trying to cover up the NSA's mistake. Um, in giving him domain admin level access and trying to pin it on him using somebody's password, so that well, seems like not only would build a better legal case, but also yeah. would sort of cover up any incompetency on their part. I just, I just love, I just love the fact here that the the story is about this and not about what the NSA has been uh, doing. It's always been like this, and, right? You know, and that's just it, it's it's like every single week. All right, let's try something different. Let's try something different. Let's try this. Let's 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 change the narrative here. And they're still trying to make it seem like NSA did nothing wrong. Right. And they're they're trying to flip it around and I understand, you know, people have their opinions. I, I got to be honest them, with you. Uh, I really feel like um I mean the NSA stuff has slowed. Yeah. The uh opinion seems to be firming up in that this is just going to keep on going forever. And nothing's going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Um because you know why? It's because People, for the majority, and I know our audience is very unique in this respect, but I believe the general majority of the uh, of the people and 300 million people in the United States is that 
it's meh. It's whatever. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just living my life. It's a very narcissistic view. It's, you know what? Hey, I'm only on this planet a short period of time. Why should I care? I don't have any kids. I don't care. Uh, And so it's interesting because I think you could – here's an example of an argument against that. Now, if we look back at major events that have happened in the last 10 years since the NSA has been doing this, one of these is the whole WikiLeaks event, You know, the Bradley Manning leaks and things like that. Well, guess what? Uh, the NSA was actively involved in in tracking what was going on with WikiLeaks at the time. So now it's interesting to revisit these major events in the lens of what was the NSA's involvement. Newly released documents from the Edward Snowden leaks reveal that the NSA and its British counterpart, the GCHQ, worked together to spy on activist groups. One of the people caught in the NSA's spy web, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. According to the documents, the GCHQ also kept track of... That was All right, Tom. All right, buddy. Um, so uh, I, I, the reason why I, the reason why I did that brief interruption there is I think it's pretty important to just take a moment and give air to the fact that they are tracking not terrorists but activist groups. And the problem I have with this is it I, I this is a slippery slope because if you are tracking people who are activists, quote unquote, well, everybody who's against what the NSA is doing could be considered an activist. You and I doing the show could be considered yeah. an activist. I have a real problem with that. So I just want to interrupt and kind of let that soak in for a second. One of the people caught in the NSA's spy web, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. According to the documents, the GCHQ also kept track of people who visited the WikiLeaks website by tapping into fiber optic cables and collecting the IP addresses of computers in real time. Glenn Greenwald's latest expose, featured in The Intercept, claims that a 2010 document shows that Julian Assange's name was added on a manhunting target list. That's a list that also features the names of al-Qaeda members. In response, Assange told Democracy Now! reporters, quote, It is strange to see your name in that context with people who are suspected of serious criminal acts of terrorism. Clearly, that is a massive overstep. WikiLeaks also put out a statement criticizing the U.S. for even considering adding the publishing site to its list of foreign malicious actors. Part of the statement reads, quote, WikiLeaks strongly condemns the reckless and unlawful behavior of the National Security Agency. We call on the Obama administration to appoint a special prosecutor to investigate the extent of the NSA's criminal activity against the media, including WikiLeaks and its extended network. Not too surprising. Would that happen? Is, yeah, 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 is the president going to do that? Of course not. No, no, no. He will, but nothing will happen after that, right? Dude, he assembled. He had a hand-picked panel. He didn't even take half the recommendations. Well, the yeah, NSA because reforms. he's not. He, he. But here's the thing: because he quietly wants to keep these things in place for the next presidency and mm. for the next thing. Yeah, you know? Hill Dog needs the needs the intel, right? Wait, Hill is Dog that, needs to be informed. So, wait, so is that a, is that a red book? You, you think Hill Dog's going to be be, be taking it in 2016? Um. Well, I mean, I don't see it going any other way yet, but I mean, I'm not totally— So so it's going to come down to her versus Mitt Romney or what's the other Mitt dude? says he's not going to run. All right. Or who's the other guy? Uh, Chris, exactly. Chris, Chris Christie? This is—exactly. No, 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 no. McMorris. Kathy McMorris-Rogers. Hillary Clinton. Um, I mean, she is, she is a candidate of like no other candidate, right? She has so many years in the public, like good and bad. Yeah, I know. But the public has known her name. I mean, when you go for brand recognition— there's just nobody the right has that can challenge brand recognition of Hillary Clinton. I, I would I would say this, you know, if there's any reason why we need to change to a parliamentary style government, 
I'm just telling you, it comes down to brand recognition. That's all I'm saying. And Hill Dog's got it in the bag. She's already got it in the bag today. Wow. Right? I don't. No, I don't think so. I think it's. I think it's going to be really interesting to see who the right can come up with to compete against. I, how do you get the? How do you get the male vote to vote for her? How do you get? I mean, I'm not trying to be sexist, but I know it's sexist. But whatever. How do you get the male because vote to you're going to get? Her? You're going to. So the uh, the all the anti gun stuff has been directed lately at women. So you're going to have all of the women voting for Hill Dog, right? Okay. You're right. going to have all of the male Democrats voting for Hill Dog. No way. Absolutely. They're Democrats. They're going to vote for the Democrat. So they, 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 they vote no matter what for the D. Of course. Well, who are they going to vote for? Like Romney 2.0? Over their dead, cold bodies? I mean, no way. I They're going to vote I, for Hill Dog. I mean, who else, what other, de- yeah, I know, what other Democratic uh, nominee is, is good out there? There's, Oh yeah, Biden say he, you might have he might a run. you know yeah. Biden might run Elizabeth Warren might run but nobody can compete with the dog nobody and I, I tell you what I just don't think anybody wants to see a Clinton in the White House again I'm ready for it I'm ready you know why I'm ready for it it's gonna be such it's gonna be so good for this show it's gonna be so <laughs> good for this show dude it's gonna be good oh that's all you that's that's it that's the only thing that matters well I mean you know otherwise I'm looking at the country Chris I'm I mean, looking at about America no, no I'll tell you why it's not gonna matter it doesn't right. matter who you get in there that's it's true. pretty much gonna be the same thing that's they're all run true. by the intelligence agency anyways <laughs> no is is this is this where Ron Paul goes for it again shut up don't even know Rand's gonna make a run Rand will make a run now well here's here's the interesting thing right yeah. you know I've even on this show have disagreed with some of the things that he's 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 yeah. talked about especially yeah. in terms of unemployment Does do you like it? that home dogs got a lawsuit going for the and the, and and it's representing the uh, uh, you know the people right for yeah. the NSA. You like that? I do. I do yeah. like that. But is it more posturing? And you know what? I gotta be honest. Rand's got some good hair. I mean, not like great hair, but in terms of politician hair, it's up there. Yeah, but but would you vote for Rand over Hill Dog? Yeah, I think I would. See, it's tough for me because he you know he 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 thinks that I'm dependent. Uh, you know, the, the yeah, whole, that's true. The You're screwed. Thing. You're screwed if if Rand gets in. That's true. I mean, it's just like well, you know, here's the funny thing. I know this is nowhere in the rundown or anything, but. I mean, whatever happened to first thing we're going to do when we get back from from holiday break, December, is fix this unemployment uh, extended benefits situation. It's uh, it's almost the end of February. Yeah, no, no. no one gives a yeah. no one gives a shit. You know who else is going to run is Ted Cruz. Uh, Ted Cruz is going to run too. That's going to be what about the the uh, what about Jeb from Florida? No, uh, I think he's been told not to by the by the higher ups. He's not going to people huh? who the people who give the president orders. I think they told. I think they said, "Sorry, Jeb, you got to sit this one out." People really hate the Bushes. <laughs> well, but that's the thing, right? I mean, people are going to think like, "All right, yeah, you're going to get Hillary Hill Dog." Yeah, she's going to be in there. But you're going to get the first man. Yeah, it's going to be great. I the mean, first gentleman. The first gentleman. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder. I wonder. He's what, already hey, Bill, been advised. Actually, Bill. He's, by the way, if you're out there, uh, if you're listening, give us a call. Uh, yeah. Please do. You want him to call in right now? Well, I mean, if he's out there, if he's listening, you know, maybe I don't he know. can call in. I, I, okay. I, oh, oh crap! Wait, wait. No, that's that's, that's not him. Wait, no, who's uh, that? Hold on, hold who's on. That? Chase, do you mind if I? I have to take your audio feed. Do you yeah, mind if I yeah, wrap this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, hi there. Uh, this is the Unfiltered Show. Hey guys, Mister Mister President, hey, is that yeah, you? I was told to call in and uh, talk about what's going on. Is Hillary watching the live stream again? No. <laughs> I was watching the Olympics on uh, on NBC. So, uh, Mr. President, there's yeah. one thing I, I I read a report that you were advised that if you became the first gentleman, right. uh, they actually told you to keep quiet and live a low profile. Can you confirm that, Mr. President? Well, you know, I've been out there on the uh, you know on the circuit. Yeah, and I, uh, what I've been doing is I've been going out there and uh, talking to people. Yeah. And then you go into college. You got to talk to the people and the kids and the kids, young ladies, the young ladies, you know, who want to be interns. Yeah, they do want to be interns. They want to be interns. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, you know, 
I don't think I'm going to lay a low profile because what I'm going to do yeah. is I'm going to go out there and uh, start my initiatives. You know, like uh, Mrs. Obama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, like she's been big on the health. Right. And uh, mac and cheese. You know, I, I'm really going to get involved in women's health. And I uh-huh. believe. I believe uh, Wom- women's health. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Well, you know, that's what I'm going to do. Right. You're, you're passionate about women's health. Right. Right, you know, you know, it's a tragic thing in this country right What's now. What's that? Women's health? Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, and, and poverty and yeah. Haiti. You know, I yeah. need to go back down there and see Haiti. what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's good. Well, thank you, Mr. President. We look forward to that. Well, you know, hey, and by the way, you know, I'm I'm fully supportive of, of my wife. Uh, she does a great job. Yeah. Uh, she did a great job as Secretary of State. Yeah. And you know, if I become yeah. the the first gentleman yeah. uh, in the White House, right. uh, You know, I I cannot wait. I will pave over. It's a roll swap, Mr. President. Uh, I will pave over that uh, basketball court. Sure. And uh, uh, put some sort of a uh, pot garden in there. I believe uh, we need to set an example. Medical cannabis. Absolutely. All right, Mr. President. We'll get back to the Olympics. Thanks, Thanks. for calling. Thanks a lot, you guys. And uh, I heard Chase talk about curling, and I'm a big supporter of that as well. Oh, surprise, Thank you so much, you guys. You guys have a great one. Bye, Mr. President. See you guys. All right, Chase, your mic's back on. Oh, thank God. I know he likes to talk. I know, man. Well, I, you know, I did. I, that's my fault. I did ask him to call into the show. Yeah, so that's all right. He's weird. I, he seems to be just really. Uh, he's right there all the time. Well, you know, the, the good th- the news is he knows when we are on the air. Yeah, and so he is. I, always you know what? Listening. I think he visits JupiterBroadcasting.com/slash/calendar. Is I think what's that? You know, that's what he does. And uh, yeah. is he coming from a .gov address? I can never tell. He's got it masked. I oh, can never tell. He uses Tor. Uh, <laughs> so there's been a story brewing uh, towards the NSA. Um, and it's actually, it started in California. It started, uh, it, it also heard about it in Nevada. And I even heard about it, a, a, a version of it here in Washington State. Yep. And I, the reason why I haven't ran with it on the Unfilter show is because I felt like Okay, when you see something happening in multiple states, it's exactly the same thing over and over again. Somebody's behind it. And what I'm talking about is local state laws being passed to cut off water supply to local NSA data centers. Well, this clip actually gives us a little hint of who's behind it and what they're trying to do. Sprawled across one and a half million square feet of land south of Salt Lake City, this massive data storage warehouse is the National Security Agency's largest such facility in the country. If one Utah state lawmaker gets his way, it will also be the driest. The federal government can spy and collect all this data if it wants, but as a state, we don't have to support it. The new NSA data center in Utah requires 1.7 million gallons of water every single day. Mark Roberts is drafting a bill that would cut off state water to the facility, which needs it to cool its huge banks of computer servers. The legislation would also prohibit state universities from working with the NSA as long as it continues to collect phone records and data on millions of Americans. The policy in the state would be that we won't provide any material support or assistance in any way never to the work. data center. Never Utah is just one of 15 states considering bills to deny local resources to NSA facilities. 15 states. Michael Bolden's nonpartisan think tank wrote the model legislation most of these proposals are based on. So I did a little digging into this story, trying to figure yeah. out who the think tank was, because I've been noticing this prop up, and I haven't covered it specifically because I couldn't track it down. Uh, so I did a little digging, and I have the links in the show notes. Uh, so there is the Libertarians Institute of Utah, and their motto is advancing the cause of liberty in Utah. Um, and I, I linked to their site. Uh, they appear to be some of the people that have created this template legislation that they are passing around to inv- individual states. They say the end game here is to limit the encroachment of our Fourth Amendment rights. This is according to what the uh, uh, was reported in the Daily Herald of Provo or Provo. Uh, we need, uh, we'd love to see Congress fix that on their own, but I don't have a lot of faith in that happening. So this is a state effort 
as a step in that direction. This is not going to this. <laughs> there's so many issues flawed with this. I mean, first off, I don't know if a state can actually do that. I mean, this is a federal this is federal land, federal mm. territory. And not only that, but they provide I know the federal government probably provides funds to, yeah. I don't know, transportation, well, and health care. It's interesting is the previous governor uh, sort of did a shake and a nod to the NSA and said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give you a six million dollar tax credit on that NSA data center facility you've got here in Utah. Right. Now, new governor's in. It's not quite clear if he's going to if he's going to play ball. But these, this is something else states do is in their local areas when there's an NSA data center. They're all not only are they collecting everything on us using our tax dollars, but then they're giving them a tax break. Uh, I don't know how that works. Here, uh, let me finish this clip off. Yeah. Well, the legislation basically says, hey, the state is not going to participate in helping the federal government spy on people in the United States or around the world without a warrant. It does. It does give me a, like it, it's interesting to think about how the states could fight something like this. And then it makes you wonder why the states aren't doing more to fight something like right, this. Right. Like, why aren't they bringing in it to the people as in, like, passing a state resolution right. against this it? This is why the United they... States of right. America. Why aren't the states fighting something that the federal government is doing? Right. Because they're they're getting they're getting the hookup their local the, the, law enforcement like, agencies what, what do i always say on this show what you do always, I always say, say states don't want to lose that lifeblood right. of money coming into yep. their state for transportation for health care for education for all these different programs and all the federal government has to do is goes all right fine yep fine you know what if you if you don't want to play ball, you can go after yourself. You could, you could do it. You know what? We will give you your state independence. You could do it on your own. Yeah, here's your independence, sucker. But you know what? Fine, you're not going to get the 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 money that you need uh, to do the things. <sighs> it's depressing. So so what happens here, Chris? This is all posturing. This is all posturing because yeah. at the yeah, end of the day, at the end of the day, either either the government's going to deal uh, dig a well, <laughs> they're just going to pull the right. water all they all they right. want, or. Uh, they'll figure out. I think someone in the chat room said they'll figure out some sort of. If this trucking. was serious, at yeah. the end of the day, they would say, "Well, it's a national security emergency, and we're going to take the water. We need that water. It's we're a national security. We're going to take it, and yeah. we're not going to give you anything for it." Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I want to shift gears from the U.S. and move out to the Ukraine because it is going crazy in the Ukraine this week. It's been building for a while, but it really has broken loose this week. But first. We do have a little business we need to yeah, take care now, of. Yeah. Uh, now, now last week, uh, we we uh, we it wasn't tongue in cheek. You know, we were serious that you know if you became an unfiltered supporter and it was Valentine's Day weekend, you could spread the love of unfiltered. We read your message right here. We would read your message. Love right message. And, you know, it could have been a website, by the way. You know, if you wanted to, you pimp your Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you wanted to do. Nobody took us up on it. Not, not only that, we not, got not one. We got not a single new unfiltered supporter in the last and, week. And you know what that tells me, Chris? I guess that tells me uh, that I'm not doing a good job. And I apologize. Feels like it. A I, bit. I, I I apologize because you know one of those things that we've always talked about on this show is we do not want to have to worry about appeasing to advertisers. We want to. All we want to do is appease you guys, the unfiltered supporters. Yeah. However. I, I I feel I honestly feel like I let people it, down. It was a little bit of a double blow too because um and uh, this just co figure and this is the problem with having third party payment systems. But you know what are we going to do right now? Yeah. Uh, the Target credit card breach caused a ton of cancellations of subscriptions because on Amazon, if you change your credit card with your Amazon account, it cancels your monthly subscriptions. And PayPal yeah. does this too. So we actually, not only did we not gain any subscribers, we lost. <laughs> we dropped massively yeah. to 335. Now, we, we were almost a 350. Yeah, and I know uh, we were talking about this, uh, you know, off the air. We were just kind of... <laughs> I 
I mean, we we've almost so we've sad. almost slipped below our goal. Like, I mean, it's, so, that's the three thirty three is this show breaks even, right? And it's one of those things where once we're past three thirty three, then we can start working on. Um, we've had a we've had a couple ideas, you know. Like sometimes before we get on air, we'll kick around like, and what are we going to do if this get if these numbers get up? And we've got some great ideas, but honestly, right now, just because of this target credit card, this tra- this target credit card hack, which is forcing people to get new card numbers, has it automatically kicks them off. We've slid way way back, and then okay. because also we didn't get any new subscribers, we didn't add any. No, there's there's this no is a bad there, week for there, the show. Yeah, there's there's no backfill, and it's one of those situations where I know this is where you guys. Sometimes get a little upset with us and go, well, you know, you guys are talking about money again. You guys are talking about supporting the show. It's a business reality. This is a business reality, you guys, as you guys know. And, you know, I don't like to talk about it too much anymore. But, yes, I'm not employed right now. And not only that, this is what Chris does. This is his thing. And this show takes more work than any of my other shows. It is the most work involved out of anything. And And I'm trying to just freaking break even on it. And you know what I hate the most, Chris? And you know what? I, I, I know I, I didn't mention this in the pre-show, but what I hate the most is people who throw up, well, why don't you go get a real job? Why don't you go do something else? Why don't you go – this this is what we're good at. We're, we're trying to embark on a, on a new thing to provide you guys with a clear, unfiltered – yeah, I know. That's pun on the word. Hey-o. Unfiltered like view. for a reason. Yeah, I know. Unfiltered view of the world. And but not only that, we do not shun away uh, feedback or corrections like perhaps other podcasters do, where they get negative feedback and then they automatically mute you and they and, get all tacky. And they get all tacky. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about that. We want to appease to you guys, okay? And honestly, our dream would be great to to take this show and really blow it up. Yeah, I mean, take take the show on the road where we wouldn't have to worry about you know working a second job multiple times a week. We could do it morning and at, evening. I mean, we Chris and I have talked about hey, what about unfiltered AM and unfiltered PM? This show is really you know, about just taking in the information that we find and sharing it with you guys, so that way we can all make better decisions. And a lot of people feel like is it is it really unfiltered? Uh, someone's actually wow, that was some coincidence. Some people said, is it really unfiltered? It really is. What well, we like do, what sense? How could it not be? I, I don't know. I mean, the only the only part that is it's tough for us is we go out there and we get the stories, okay? And remember, they're kind of already pre-filtered, right? Uh, because it's those news agencies yep, that are yep. filtering the news. So what we what we have to do is we take that news. You have to take it all in. We take it all in from all the sources, you know, yep. from Wolf, from yep. Fox, from Russia Today, from yep. all, from Google News, from everywhere. Everywhere. And then we have to deconstruct the news. Yep. yep. We have to try to figure out what is legit and, and what know, is propaganda. We also, uh, and I think this is a great thing about our show, is we will play a clip from Fox. We will play a clip from CNN. We will play a clip from MSNBC. We will play a clip from Russia Today because it's it gives you uh, the complete context. And what we're doing is we're not telling you the conclusion. We're just saying, here's it all. Here's all the different sides. Make your own conclusion. We're letting you do that based on the information. Uh, and also, uh, you know, this show is something that honestly, it, it's a bit of a gamble for us because uh, it's something that it's it's kind of an experiment. It's a grand experiment. Yeah. But I know that people who become supporters, they love the supporter show. Like right now, the supporter show, it's clocking in at, at an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. And we've got – it's a great supporter show and today. It, and it's not – they love the BitTorrent sync. They love the source yeah. files for every show. They love yeah. having the video versions. They love having the clips, all of that. They love the newsletter after the show. Once you become a supporter, people dig it. But it's just that. It's but, just but making it that you, leap. You guys, you guys directly impact it. You guys not only 
you're not just sending money in and it's just blindly going into the void. You get you get. I'm stealing this from Adam Curry. I I know we've we've uh, a lot of people like to compare us. It's to gone Thunder. beyond that show now. But but not only that, it's it, I take this quote from Adam Curry all the time: value for value. It's beyond that. I mean, look yeah. at look at all the look at all the podcasters yeah. who are having success on Patreon, like Tom Merritt and all those folks out there who are getting it is it is. We were just we were just talking about in the supporter show the whole Comcast Time Warner thing and how they are just middlemen and how these networks could be distributing to their to their viewers directly like we do and that the 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 change in that paradigm is instead of paying it as some sort of middleman at some incredible cost per month yeah. you pay directly to the people who are making that content. Yeah. It, it's it's one of those situations where you know we we have aspirations and we want to continue doing this show and I don't think by any means we're we're, we're trying to make this as a threat. But what I want to say to you guys is if you believe in independent media, if you believe in what we're doing, and even if you disagree, and I, I know a lot of you disagree with me and disagree with Chris, and you guys like to call us out every week, and I think that's awesome. Even if you disagree, think about it this way. We're prompting you and your head to think in a different way or to prompt that ignition, that spark, that spark inside you to think about what's going on in the world. And, and honestly, it takes a, a lot of goddamn work. I mean, not to not to use the Lord's name in vain, but it really effing does. Oh, I mean, and, it takes and, and fucking balls. I mean, honestly, Chris, and I this is one of the, I know we've kind of, you know, kittered around by this, but part of me I've been out of work now too for 265 days. A, a fellow a contributor into the unfiltered community set up does chase have a job yet. Right. Com, <laughs> because everybody kept asking, "Hey Chase, do you have a job yet?" Yeah. Honestly, when I go to that page, it depresses me a little bit. Yeah, it's sad. it depresses me a lot, actually. And a lot of a part of me starts to think, well, gee, am I not getting a job? I mean, I'm trying to do everything I can, and I've done everything I've I've possibly have thought of. Is this doing this show hurting me? Mm-hmm. Like, what if I'm up on some government freaking watch list somewhere? Right? Don't hire this guy. Right. You can't tell him why. Because yeah. if you do, you know, I, I don't know. You get your mind start working in weird, mysterious ways. Yeah. Um, I really love this show. I love being able to express in in, in our First Amendment right uh, to free speech. Uh, but obviously, nothing's free. And you know, we 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 want to continue doing the show. Well, I, just and, just to be, I mean, just to be really blunt about it is. Yeah. I spend from 6 a.m. to usually about 1 in the morning. So 6 a.m. Wednesday morning till 1 a.m. Thursday. And I have a show. I have a show that makes a hell of a lot more money than this show later on that Thursday morning that I'm tired every single Thursday because I do this show. I work so hard on this show and I make nothing on this show. And the only reason why we we bring this up is because – there are a lot of you, more than the 335 unfiltered supporters who download and check out this show on a weekly basis. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, we, right. you, you, I mean, I mean, you could just look at the numbers on YouTube alone. Right. Just YouTube alone and, on the average post. Right. You know, and it's just like, my goal, my goal is, so what I want to do is I, I don't need to pay, put money in my pocket. I don't need to buy toys. I just want to be able to take the money that the time I spend on Unfilter. I want to take that and say, okay, I've, I've accumulated this money. And what that lets me do is like today, actually, this is a perfect example. Chase is talking into a brand new microphone that I bought recently because I've been moving the first PR40 that I ever bought from the, from the studio in the garage to the studio in here, every single unfiltered show. And yeah. I finally said to myself, you know what? We just need to have a microphone permanently in this studio. And, and I bought that with the Amazon affiliate money or the Amazon payments money that we got from our unfiltered supporters. And a lot of people think, well, why don't you just move the microphone? What are you, lazy? Well, remember, this is technical equipment. 
it's right. usually I mean, meant I to have set for like over a yeah. year, but, but but it's one of those things where you you wear out the con- uh, the connectors more. Yeah. Uh, f- well, and the, and the spider mount gets Spider-Man. more worn. Yeah, and it, it's, it's just uh, and and the anyways. The, the, my yeah. point is is. Every dime that gets paid into this show, we is reinvest it exactly. Yeah, every dime. Yeah, and that's what I want people to really. And understand. a lot of people don't. Th- a lot of people don't think about it. Like, I mean, I run into this situation on on my stuff that I do, and a lot of people don't realize no. that I don't take the money that I come into the show right. and use it as an income replacement. Right. I reinvest it because I right. believe in what I'm doing. Well, we believe in what we're doing here. And the other thing is, is I'm not going to take sponsorship for this show. And I've been offered sponsorship for this yeah, show sev- I, you, several times. You've showed me. Yeah. I, I know. know. And I, the second thing is, yeah. is I could easily replace that time on a Wednesday. Like that new how-to Linux show we have coming up. That'd be great to have all of all Wednesday to spend on that show. Yeah. I mean, that is an entire day of my week I mean, that the, is lost. I'm, I don't write back sponsors on that day. I don't read my email on Wednesdays. I dedicate myself from 6 in the morning to 1 in the morning to this yeah, show. Yeah. And what we're asking for is $5 a month. And you can become a supporter by going to jupiterbroadcasting.com, clicking on the latest episode, click that support button. You're going to get a newsletter after every episode. We've got a brand new RSS feed. The service we were using before to distribute the supporter show, their RSS feed service broke. Oh. I got a brand new feed. It's going to be in the newsletter. We have oh. beso- behind-the-scenes information in the newsletter. We have a BitTorrent sync of every single clip Art asset and notes that make up this show, those are in the BitTorrent sync. As well as we also have a separate BitTorrent sync of the last five supporters show. Now we have an RSS feed. You can also put it in your favorite podcast catcher. You get the newsletter and all that kind of stuff. So go over to the Unfiltered Show Notes, click on the support button. We'd really appreciate your support because we had a major backslide. It's not really anybody in particular's fault. It's really Target's fault. Uh, And if you're an Unfiltered supporter, please check your subscription because we're sliding back. And we're continuing to slide as more people change their credit cards. We're not done yet. This problem is not resolved. Yet. And you know what? Here, I'm going to throw this question out there, and I, 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 you know, you can put the comments in, you know, on our on the YouTube video if you want. You can put the just send them in unfilter at, at, at unfiltered at jupiterbroadcasting.com if you want to send it in. If you were a supporter and you decided to disconnect and not be a supporter anymore, I would love to know. I would love to know if it's something. Uh, that you just you you uh, you've uh, filled in up on your news. You're good. You're supporting somebody else now, or you can't afford it. You know, I I'm just interested because if it's something that I'm doing, you guys, I apologize. I sincerely do. And you know, it's one of those things where hey, I understand that people don't agree with me, and maybe I turn some people off. You know, hey, maybe yeah. I'm talking about curling maybe it's too that much. Look, <laughs> it's just, it's maybe it's curling. too much curling. Uh, that's funny. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I just look at it this way. Five dollars a month. What does that get get me? Well, it barely gets me a gallon of gas anymore. It's four shows a month plus the supporter show, which is crazy long right. and great. Tons of extra clips. And you know what? Even if you don't want any of those extra features, and you don't, oh, you know, you're keeping perks, us on the air. You're you're keeping us going. Absolutely. Thanks. All right, Chase. Well, let's shift gears and move to the Ukraine. And hopefully, uh, hopefully, we won't lose our U.S. audience with this one. But holy crap, it's crazy in Ukraine. Let me just kind of uh, play this clip for you to summarize what's going on. We begin overseas this morning as the world watches Russia's Winter Olympics, a violent crisis unfolding next door in Ukraine. Anti-government protesters are confronting police for a second day. This is a live look from Kiev this morning. Ukraine's health ministry says 25 people are dead in the violence that began flaring yesterday. In response, some European nations are threatening the ruling government with sanctions. Sweden's foreign minister says Ukraine's president, quote, has blood on his hands. But Russia is blaming the opposition, asking the U.S. and other countries to stay out. Holly Williams is above Independence Square in Kiev, where both sides say they're ready to escalate the violence. 
So you have the protesters, you have the government. So far, peace talks have broken down. And the problem is, is now we're seeing the worst violence in a long time. This is the worst violence witnessed in Ukraine since the country broke free of the Soviet Union 22 years ago. Ukrainian riot police stormed Independence Square, the symbolic heart of Kiev, which has been occupied by anti-government protesters since November. Thousands of demonstrators stood their ground as the center of Ukraine's capital descended into chaos. The police broke down protesters' barricades with armored personnel carriers and fired tear gas and stun grenades into the crowd. The demonstrators fought back with rocks, fireworks and Molotov cocktails. A lot, of, a lot of references to Molotov cocktails and a lot of the uh, news feeds that I've been listening to. We've got a video embedded in the uh, show notes that uh, is uh, from a drone, Chase. How do you like that? It's, uh, yeah, it's dr- drone footage. It's drone footage, an aerial view of the burning streets. Uh, you can check that out if you guys are interested. It's pretty intense stuff. Uh, opposition leaders backed by protesters in wow. the street want to return. So here's it. Okay, before we get into this. Um, I, I'll tell you what isn't that incredible that is incredible look at footage. that burn I mean it's really something it's powerful to watch that and every time I see something like that I think why the hell isn't this happening here because you know people are I you know what part of me I think I look like, at that people, and I just go god we should be doing you this. know what I part of me thinks people are afraid yeah, people are afraid. Yeah. Well, uh, of course, before we get into what's really com- what's kind of what's really behind all these protests, the way the mainstream media would have you, uh, believe, they just have you believe it's U.S. versus Russia all over again. Russia has close links with Ukraine's leaders, but the U.S. and Europe have been critical of the government here for the way it's handled these demonstrations. Now, in language that is reminiscent of the Cold War, they're blaming each other for interfering in Ukraine's politics. Yeah, they're both claiming that they have the right to interfere with the politics, but of course, neither one of them, uh, at the end of the day, have the moral high ground. And what what this really seems to be centering around is they would have you believe that uh, the primary issue at here here is that back in November, these these really when these protests started. Now they really the powder cake exploded this week, but back in November there was a deal that was reached between the government of the Ukraine and. The Russian government. And that was a whole economic package deal, but part of it was a $15 billion bailout from Putin to this government for a lot of their debts. And this is this this is what the mainstream media would have you believe is the sole cause of this uprising. Okay. This association with the former Soviet Russia is what everybody's all upset about. But that's not actually true. There's actually a bigger issue in Ukraine at play here. Protests against President Viktor Yanukovych have been underway for 12 weeks now. The Ukrainian parliament is considering constitutional changes that would make it much more powerful than the president. This is actually the heart of what these protests are about. These proposals would curb the powers of the president, but opposition say that they were blocked from submitting their draft, so there's no debate taking place. But essentially, it would take power from the executive branch, if using our parlance, move from the executive branch and transfer it to the Congress, or in this case, the parliament. Because right now, it's more of a dictatorship, and it's kind of a faux democracy. Uh. And so what these constitutional changes that the protesters want to see through, okay. these constitutional changes would transfer that power from the president's office to the parliament. All right. Sort of, you know, evening things out right. a little bit. Yeah. Now, the mainstream media would have you believe this is really all about their deals with Soviet Russia, but or with 
I'm sorry, the former Soviet Russia. But that's really only part of it. And now things are getting pretty serious, including that they've blocked off all roads to the capital. It's also important to note that at this point, all access roads to the Ukrainian capital are being blocked by police starting from midnight on February 19th. That is essentially in a couple hours time. Nobody will be able to enter the city because the uh, the government does not want to see reinforcement coming in uh, for the rioters. So we've got this map in the show notes here. Are you looking at this thing here? Yeah, I, I was looking at it earlier. It's it, so what it, if you look at it, uh, it you, the Ukraine is almost split, like right down the middle, and the top half of it have like they speak Russian. They have ties back to Russia. The bottom half uh, are mostly. Uh, this is all broken out. Are so uh, uh, you? I thought the top half was Ukrainian yeah, speaking. I might have it backwards. Yeah. I'm looking at the map now. Yeah. This is going from memory. Yeah. Uh, so it, so the country is literally almost split right down in half. And the, some half or have closer ties to the EU. Some have some half have closer ties to Russia. Right. And it's this inherent conflict. And if you go back to the, like like the core definition of what the Ukraine means, it's like the dividing place. It's like. I'm not. I'm not getting this quite right, but it's like it's like the it's like the ground between two locations, and this is part of their. From what I understand, I'm no expert here. This is part of their core identity, and these two halves are at conflict with each other. One half likes the close ties with Russia. One half would have preferred to go on with they the want EU. To be, yeah, and and now. They're there now. They're at conflict, and of course, the U.S. can't say of anything. So Joe's been giving him a call. We're just hearing from the White House that the vice president called the Ukrainian president and urged him to pull back today. So actually, uh, as of this recording now, get ready for this one. Okay. And I'll put a link, by the way, to that image in the chat room. Uh, Joe Biden. Let me look at my notes here. Biden has now called uh, the Ukraine president four times. As he must this, have him on speed dial. And he's essentially saying, "Hey, could you just..." Could you Knock dial that it back a little bit? Yeah, can you please and turn it down? Now Obama has come out and said that look, we're going to be watch uh, uh look, we're going to be watching the military situation and uh by the way, hello everybody. If we feel like the military oversteps, we might step in. <sighs> like that? The United States, the world police. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh this is watching this though. You know, the Ukraine has a has a population of roughly 44 million people. Okay. So and it's about the size of Texas. All right. Um, I just, I don't understand why we don't take to the streets like this. Like these people are, it goes back to fear. I don't know. So these people, I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't know. I think it does, Chris, because fear of what? I'm not, what are you afraid of? Being locked up, being thrown away. I guess we have a more militarized police force. But not not only, yeah. And not only that, we're we're seeing the more militarized police force happening all the time when uh, local police departments picking up surplus equipment from the, from the U S military. I mean, we've talked about it here on the show. I mean, it's one of those situations where unless you get the super majority of people, uh, you know, coming up in an uprising, people, people have it. Here's what it's good. That's what it is. People People have it. It's good good enough. No, good enough. Good enough. Right. Isn't it good enough? Right. You know, I'm making the monthly payments and I'm watching my shows. I mean, the best part is, you know, and I see this all the time when I when I see unempl- when I see threads on news sites about unemployment, and you got people in there who have it well, they have a job, and they're like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, you can, just, you know, you, you, yeah. just, you know, you can just go work McDonald's and you know, you'll be okay. You know, I'm Jay Leno. It's all right. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Jay Leno. Uh, what I find interesting too is that the. Uh, what we're really focused right now, the U.S. is really focused on the Ukraine. Protests are breaking out 
all over the place. Tonight, and if you didn't know better, you'd think something larger was at work. In two other major world capitals today, protesters filled the streets and refused to move. In Bangkok, Thailand, very violent scene today. Some of the most intense fighting between anti-government protesters and security forces in months. At least four were killed, dozens wounded, as the police tried to clear the demonstrators off the streets. This is all part of a long political battle involving the prime minister and her family and those who claim her administration is corrupt. Today, police fired on the crowd, and when a grenade came out of the crowd toward police and an officer tried to kick it away, he lost his leg in the explosion. And in Caracas, Venezuela, thousands of people took to the streets again today there, where there's growing opposition to the new president who took over after the death of Hugo Chavez. Many there are feeling increasingly let down by the socialist government. Bill Neely is there for us and was watching it all today. Caracas was a sea of white fury today. Tens of thousands marching against the government, angry at the killing of three protesters last week. And we're going to stay in the streets until Venezuela is free or we have a good government. These protesters. All right. I wonder if, um, you know, the chat room is talking about it right now. Maybe we should just. Just fry a little bacon real quick here. Uh, more bacon this week uh, coming from the beautiful state of California and Petaluma. Oh, it tastes like Leo Laporte. Uh, so I've had a lot of clips this week of guys talking about how it is in our U.S. national interest to have a handle on the situation in Ukraine. And I couldn't quite figure out what because they've never been very specific. And I'm wondering if it's just simply because we don't want to have anybody who has close ties to Russia. And so as long as we can do something to get them to move away from Russia, that's in our best interest. Right. And I, there has been some insinuations in certain circles that perhaps the U.S. is behind aggravating the situation a little bit. I wouldn't be shocked by that statement just because of what we've seen with all the Olympic stuff and well, Edward Snowden. And This is yeah. – if you look at historically, like for the last five decades – uh, the U.S. has had a a lot of times there's little uprisings and then it comes out later. Oh, yeah, the U.S. was behind that. Now, I don't know if I mean, these people seem to have a legitimate beef. Their, their government is corrupt as hell. And this is a huge problem. They've got all kinds of they have all kinds of social issues. You've got the natural divide, not only a language division in the country, but you've also just got the geographical division through the country. It seems like there's a lot of things that would just naturally lead it to be a powder cake. Right. It would just take a little manipulation, just a little tweaking to just push things over the edge. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't think that's really conspiracy, though. I, I, I just, you know, there's always an edge in everything, right? Mm. So mm. I don't I don't think that's very far off, to be honest. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't yeah. know. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. All right, Chase. Well, yeah. I've got I've got uh, some good news for you. What? Uh, that's right, Chase. In fact, uh, why don't you just uh, get ready because you okay. uh, you have. That's right. Oh, here wait, we go. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, does, wait, are you telling me I have a job now? Do you nope, need, do nope. I, even better, Chase. Oh, even better. Wait, I don't have to worry about working again. No. No. Uh, 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 you you unlocked the bonus round! Yes! Not, uh, not what you were, uh, uh not what no. you were hoping for? Oh, sorry. Well, you've unlocked the bonus round right, here. Fair enough. All right. So, uh, let's cover a couple of clips before we get out of here this week. Yes. Some news that didn't quite fit in any particular category, but I still felt like we need to talk we need about it. need to talk it. about it anyway. Yeah. First of all, a little breaking news. The, uh, Obama administration has signaled new regulations or new, uh, changes in expectations of regulations to the banking industry and their dealings with legal cannabis sales. Okay. This is CNN Breaking News. 
And good afternoon, everyone. I'm Kira Phillips. Breaking news right now. Making money from legal marijuana just got a whole lot easier thanks to the federal government. The Justice and Treasury Departments just announced new rules allowing banks to legally take money from state-licensed marijuana businesses. Now, these new Whoa. rules let banks do business now with legal marijuana shops without being prosecuted. That was the concern. And you remember, marijuana is still illegal under federal law. Yeah. And some banks Raw. are refusing Raw. to take money from legal <laughs> marijuana <laughs> businesses in places where it's legal, like Colorado and Washington State. Oh, we got Washington. Wait, we got a mention. Wait, we got hey, a mention. Good, we got a mention. But why was Colorado first? Oh, alphabetical order, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. Although the banks still have uh, still a little, uh, they're a little playing cold fish. But the Obama administration on Friday gave the banking industry Yay. the green nice. light to finance and do business with legal marijuana sellers. A move that could further legitimize legitimatize, legitimatize. <laughs> the uh, budgeting industry, if you will, yeah. or perhaps the flowering industry. Now, uh, something that, uh, boy, this is something I've been noticing for a couple of weeks now. But the heat around Syria is definitely now, being now, turned I mean, up a notch. But there's no heat, right? Because Syria gave up the, the nuclear weapons. There's nothing to worry about. Mm. It's all been uh, – or the nerve gas, whatever they mm. – no? Good morning from Washington. It's Tuesday, February 18th, 2015. Yeah. This is the Daily Rundown. Uh, Chuck Todd, let's get right to my first squeeze of the morning. Oh, yeah. And it's what? all international. What the, the president hell is this? Back in I know, and you're probably thinking, <laughs> what the hell it was that, Chris? Why'd you add all that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I went through, I laid all that in. Wait, what'd you write? <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Duh. And you're, you're probably thinking, well, that's going to last about another 10 seconds, right? You're probably thinking there's no way they're going to do that through the whole clip, right? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's all international. The president arrived back in Washington late last night, uh, front and center on his agenda continues to be the crisis in Syria with growing questions about the viability of the current U.S. policy. Not the economy, not the NSA. No, no, it's the situation in Syria. U.S. Oh. policy towards that civil war. The administration is privately signaling that it is taking another look at new options. That means they are deliberately leaking to the media. That's what privately signaling means. Uh. Look at new options, including military, diplomatic and intelligence uh, issues that are on the table that were all set aside last spring in favor of these Geneva talks. But the talks basically have broken down. Already the administration has stepped up its criticism of Russia's role in the conflict. Secretary of State John Kerry blasted Russia on his way to the Middle East. What do you got there, Chase? This is well, that's our next clip. Oh, I was yeah, say don't say anything. News. Don't say anything yet. All right, hold on. We got that next. Uh, that's okay. coming up next. Okay. At least on Monday. Russia needs to be a part of the solution. Yeah. And not be contributing so many more weapons and so much more aid that Chris. they're in fact enabling Assad to. Die. Yeah. How? How? On one hand, the U.S. bashes Russia yeah, yeah. For, for doing bad things and, yeah. oh, they're harboring every, right, every right. Snowden and, they're, and they're, the Olympics are going to suck. They hate gays. They hate gays and they hate everything over there. Now and they dogs. Want, and now they want go, uh, Syria, uh, Russia's help in Syria to tell them to knock it off. Well, what they're upset about, this is what Kerry's saying. What Kerry is saying is that, well, here we all agreed not to get all hanky-panky with Syria, yet the... Uh, Putin administration is providing armaments to the Assad regime, and that's got Kerry quite upset. Uh. They're, in fact, enabling Assad to double down, uh, which is creating an enormous problem. Kerry's criticism echoes a sharper tone from the president and White House advisors after Russia signaled last week it would veto a draft U.N. Uh, Security Council resolution, which demands that civilians be allowed to leave areas in Syria under siege. And now 
You know why I think he has this music? Why? Because Americans literally would not listen to the information about Syria unless you put a beat to it. Because they just start to glaze over. And I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but I bet some people in our audience right now really couldn't give two shits. Yeah. And no. that's what's pathetic. And the not mainstream media recognizes that and believes they have to put hip beats underneath the news. That way they can get the gnats to pay attention for a few right. seconds. Right, yeah. yeah. And now they call on Assad to allow humanitarian access. Raise the prospect of new economic and military sanctions if the resolution's demands aren't met. Russia is a holdout. They cannot say I'm that they are concerned about the well-being of the Syrian people when they are starving civilians. Uh, and that it is not just the Syrians from? that are responsible, the Russians as well, if they are blocked. You know, you, you know Chris. The presidential bathroom. Yeah, you know <laughs> I think I'm just going to... Uh, uh, Chase, if I talk like this, I could sound no. just like a president. No, no, Chris, you sound too much good. Uh, sorry, Chase, I'll talk back here. Does you, you that got, sound better? Gotta, you got to really <laughs> muffle your voice. What What? what was that? Uh, where was the Russians he? as well, if they are blocking For the locker room? Uh, this kind of resolution. So you see what the administration <laughs> is doing right now. This tone marks yet another... Uh, low point in the U.S.-Russia partnership, if you want to call it that, on Syria, which has consistently eroded since last May when Kerry flew to Moscow and announced an international conference on ending the conflict. <laughs> now, Wall Street Journal is reporting that the administration is revisiting plans. You know, wait, I got it sounds like a Ninja Turtles video no, game. No, no, that that reminds me of when you end the level yeah. in Angry Birds yeah. and you get the stars. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's Wait, where's the third one? Where's the third one? Damn it, i got to restart the level. Revisiting plans ranging from expanding efforts to train and equip the moderate rebels to even setting up no-fly zones, which they had said was something that at the time back in last August and September was something that would never be on the table. Meanwhile, assistance could include paying salaries to some of the rebel forces and providing more transportation and intelligence. So you can't get a salary, but but the rebels in Syria can get a salary. And they get better benefits. And you know what? Military analysts have looked at this and they've said, uh, so here's what's really going on. Uh Uh, The Assad regime is pulling ahead. The rebels are falling behind. They're weaker than ever. And the Al-Qaeda-linked rebels are stronger than ever. And if you give them anti-aircraft missiles, they will end up in the hands of the Al-Qaeda version of the insurgency group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Obama administration doesn't want to commit to anything. They don't want to be backed into a red line corner like they were recently. But it's back. Syria's back on, baby. We're back on. Chris, I'm just going to go to Copenhagen, ride my bicycle, and that's... I'm I'm just... I'm done. You know what the problem is, I'm checking out. I'm checking out. You know what the problem is? On the way to Copenhagen, they're going to be tracking your license plate the entire way. Even if you live off the uh, grid, uh, a license plate on your vehicle might be uh, all the federal government needs to track your movements. The Department of Homeland Security now wants to track license plates all over the country. Brian Todd is covering the story for us. Uh, Brian, what's going on? Well, we'll you hear the crossfade? If you get caught by Phasing? those speed cameras in your neighborhood from now on, he is in coming the up future on his at mic. least, yep. your license plate number and any information associated with it could be placed in records kept by the Department of Homeland Security. DHS wants to hire a private firm to be able to take those camera images and make them instantly searchable in a massive database. DHS and specifically its Immigration and Customs Enforcement Division, ICE, they want to use that database to catch 
fugitive illegal immigrants. That's according to a DHS document posted last week, which is seeking bids for the project. This license plate tracking system would not only use speed cameras, but any readers that scan the tags of vehicles crossing their paths, like toll booths, parking garage cameras, also repo services. If a car is repossessed, usually the repo agent takes a picture of a license plate. That gets entered as well. DHS and law enforcement advocates say this is going to enable authorities to catch suspects quicker to reduce the time needed for surveillance. It would be crucial for other law enforcement pursuits like an amber alert, but privacy advocates say this is more evidence of Big Brother tracking us all, all the time, even innocent people, and they say it could be abused. Now here is Chris Calabrese of the ACLU. Here we go. A crooked insider could stalk his wife. He could try to find out who's been visiting a gay bar or where someone has spent the night. Any of those records could be very revealing whether you are in an abortion clinic. And we don't want innocent people to be part of that system. Now, under Homeland Security guidelines, a law enforcement officer who wants to check on a license plate in this huge database has to enter what they call a reason code. So that could be a way of preventing abuse of the system. Wolf, maybe if that officer doesn't enter a good enough reason for wanting to check someone's license plate, they don't get access so, to so it. So if a license plate gets entered into the system, how long would it stay there? That is a huge question. We're asking DHS that. We don't have a clear answer, but according to various reports, that's going to be up to the private firm that eventually wins this contract. And one of the firms that is a real front-runner for this contract keeps its records indefinitely. So the next time they snap your license plate, uh, don't speed, Wolf. The next time they snap your license plate, that could be in the system forever. Who knows? Yeah. All right. All right, Chris, I'm going to shock you. you and the uh, entire audience with what I'm going to say here. You don't think it's that big of a deal? I'm okay with this. Yeah, because automated driving is going to come along sooner than later. Yeah. And that's going to track us anyway. Well, not that. <laughs> Very good. Not just that, though, but I'm, I'm honestly okay with this, and I will tell you why. Um, first off, when you go uh, – driving is a uh, privilege, not a right, okay? Uh, to drive on the road, it is a privilege, okay? You have to register your vehicle, has to pass safety tests and all that fun jazz. Yeah, I know. Go figure that one out, right? <laughs> so, so let's say, for example, Chris – Chris, your car was stolen. Okay, your car was stolen. Um, cops right now, you know, with the, with their technology, the ALPR technology, they they can drive down the road. Okay, and they're they're scanning all the parked they're, cars. Yeah, they're doing that already, and they're doing this already. And they go, oh wow, this uh, this car is been flagged stolen, at, yeah. and our database is stolen. Surprisingly, doesn't ever seem to really recover cars, but does seem to bust people over petty shit though. Well. I don't consider stealing a car as petty. I, I don't know what. No, what, I mean, what is, like what, what's, the, re what's, the, re the return rate on a stolen car is abysmally low. Even though these oh, you cars mean for, for the person stealing it, you mean? No, no. So like, if my, so say my truck was stolen. Oh, right? right. Okay. Like the actual chances of me recovering that are abysmal. Oh, I know. Yes. Even though all these cars are equipped with license plate scanners right. and they're just scanning them as they drive down the road. Right. That's true. Right. Yeah. But I mean, he, here's the, here's the here's the big thing, right? I mean, I I'm the kind of guy who wants to get rid of the bad guys. You know, I, I you know I'm I'm tired of my car being stolen or broken into or whatever. You know, and I'm responsible for my own security. But there's so, something about you know, that feeling inside where but isn't that why you pay insurance? Well, why do your insurance keep going up? Because people continue stealing cars. Like for example, you know, that was the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do follow what you're saying. And the reason but why here, here's here's the, here's where I think there's a limit, and I okay. and, and Marissa in the, in the chat room puts that on and brings up a great great question. Says, "Hey, so All what right. happens when your potential employer decides that they're going to query this database and find out you've been near somewhere they find unsavory?" Right. There's certain information 
I don't know if they're tracking innocences here. I don't think that's happening. What happens is your your plate gets flagged because you stole. But they it. have it forever. But they're but but the thing is, they already have that information forever when you register your vehicle. Right. But the difference here is that all of these various sources that are uh, that uh, are, are I, I understand the aggregating. Poten- I understand the potential for abuse, and, and it's I, being aggregated by a private company. Right. And I under- that's the part that I don't want to happen. I understand that. Like I, I guess I'd be a little more comfortable with Washington State doing this. I'm less comfortable. You mean, you mean local governments doing this? Yeah. Not it. All right, but doesn't like the, for example, uh, and someone could write us in. Doesn't the UK have a national database? That's what I was wondering. Is I was wondering because this is obviously a very U.S. centric thing, and I was right. wondering what other countries do already. And I was right. wondering if we could get people go over to JupiterBroadcasting.com. Please, click the contact. Please link. let me know. I'd like to know too. Because here's the thing, right? I don't want. Right now, I think they're only. They're they're using this as a way to track vehicles, meaning I thought it meant like uh, an illegal vehicle, like well, a vehicle that was been stolen, not of, like to use it as aggregate data to know where you've been. One of the big agencies behind this is the Immigration Enforcement Agency. They want to try to track illegal immigrants. That, I kind of find that my bullshit factor went off yeah, a little bit on that because if they really, I mean, if they really, how want, are they going to know? Right. I don't I, understand. Yeah. I don't understand that at all. And and well, don't are you worried that so uh, if I'm NSA agent Larry and I decide to type Chase Nunes into the search box, I'm going to get every email you've ever sent, a lot of your web traffic, a lot of all that kind of stuff, plus everywhere you've ever driven, maybe overlaid on a map. Does that bother you at all? Well, it's think about like this dashboard yeah. of information they could have on Chase Nunes, Chase's favorite porn sites, Chase's favorite contacts on Facebook and Twitter, Chase's favorite email contacts and yeah. Chase's favorite places to drive. Oh, I see he's been going over to this Chris Fisher guy's house a well, lot. Well, who all right, hey, who's pulling the information well, for one? In this case, let's say it's it's it, well, if, if federal agencies have this like DHS, then Larry at, at the when, NSA when is going to have w- it. When they need to have a search warrant? No, no, the NSA doesn't need a search warrant, right? right. And that's the inherent issue here is due right. process. Right. The police officers, they have to input a reason code they have to have due process. Right. But at the federal level, it's getting a lot murkier. Now, I mean, here's the thing, right? You know, if, for example, the only, the only difference here is they're, they're trying to create a national searchable database of, of information that's already existing, okay? There already is local databases out there. Um, and by the way, Matt, uh, who, Matt Turvey in the chat room uh, says here that, yes, uh, they do pull this in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called the Driver Vehicle Licensing Authority. Uh, you know, uh, and police cars will scan plates to see if the car is uninsured or stolen. Right. We're doing that now, but I'm wondering: is there like this? Is there this a larger scope where like they could actually follow you from point A to that's point? That's the that's the part I don't agree with. Yeah. I, I, I if they're tracking me with this technology, every speed camera, right? All right. these things come right. together. It, are they tra- every- are they tracking me, or are they just u- using this as a uh, as a? So it's that's a very fine. What line. I think about so I, I think it's also hard for us to not think about this in the context of computers where tracking everyone in real time is possible. I think we are, um, we're a little narcissistic in the sense that we think of these things in terms of today, but you got to, when you're thinking government, you've got to think of these things in terms of 20 years down the road. True. And what is the computing capability going to be 20 years down the road? I wouldn't, I mean, if you look at what's happened in the last 20 years, it's been a, a I mean, monumental I, I mean, I could already say that they're already tracking me now, right? I mean, they're already tracking me now. I have a, a what they call a, a, a good-to-go pass on my car that I right. use for the toll bridges, right. right? Right. I mean, what's to say that they're— I guess what, I, what the difference I'm trying to underscore here is today, they don't have the resources to correlate, correlate but, that but for they everyone. they will, right. I know. Uh, they will have it sooner than we think. 
And then it won't just be for people that they have to track. They will have the luxury, the computing luxury that, of tra- tracking everyone all the time. And that's where I that's where I believe it goes over the line. And if you don't believe that, I think you're no, fooling I, yourself. Well, no, I don't. I don't. I'm not disagreeing with that. It's at just all. a matter of processing power, right? I'm not disagreeing with that with all. And I'm and I'm. This is where I guess my optimism kicks, and I, I hope that those kind of abuses are not happening. And, yeah. I, and yeah. I hope we can curtail that from right. uh, from occurring in the first place because I believe, and I know we've talked about this on the show, is this technology can be used in a right. In, I know it's not. It's weird saying in a good way, but in, in a professional a way that enhances way. public safety. Right. Right, and I believe, for example, you know, taking uninsured motorists off the road is a good thing. Yeah. I believe taking stolen vehicles off the road is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I believe those things. I believe those people should not go unpunished. You or know. think about it in the context yeah. of an Amber Alert, right? Right. Uh, kids missing. You know, the parents or the persons who stole the vehicle, the kid in the vehicle. Underst- you have their plate. You can track yeah. where that parent's going with that kid or I, that that person with that kid. I wanted to be abundantly clear. I understand this is a potential slippery slope, but here's the thing, you guys. It's 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 a definition of a slippery slope, right? But you know what? Here's the thing, you guys. If you're worried about your car being tracked, it's already too late because you're you're already being tracked on the internet unless you're using Tor every single day. And and you know you're 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 encrypting everything that you do. You're already being tracked, right? You're right. you're you're already in some database. You're already being tracked, so it's too late there to get think, up in arms about this. I think, and the problem is, is this is also that boiling frog in the pot scenario where all they're collecting all that data today, but they can't act on it in real time today. But at some point, that that capability will slowly be creeping up, and we'll start to realize it in really weird ways when they're starting to track us in real time, like. We will be living in a state at some point where they will be able to arrest you on your way to committing the crime. True. Yeah. I just, it's, that's pre-crime. That's different. That all goes back. We to, are entering the pre-crime I know, but that area, goes, But that goes back to due process, which I still believe in wholeheartedly, that we are yeah. innocent until proven guilty. They cannot, you know, they, they there's a, you know, they have to have the correct warrants to pull certain informations and things like that. You know, I don't. I don't believe it under the guise of a quote unquote national security, you know, and I can just take a, a blanket of information off of you. You know, th- those those are the kind of situations that, you know, I, I stand firmly, firmly, yeah. you know. We've got to, though, we've got to be honest with ourselves and realize that uh, as technology is really influencing driving more than ever before. I mean, like, you know, but, tons of GPS. Think about Waze. People yeah. who drive with Waze, they could potentially be tracked all the time. Well, remember, Computers, Waze is Google, right? So Google's already tracking yeah. your movements. So, and and let's just jump forward 15 years, 20 years, and let's say automated driving's maybe in deployed in some states, right? right? That inherently will require that a computer is knowing where you're coming from and where you're going, and that's going to be logged somewhere. And this is an issue we are all going to have to struggle with. Right. No, and I, I I agree. And it's one of those situations where, when this for, when this uh, automatic license plate recognition technology first launched, you know, people like, gee, that's really intrusive. But remember, it all comes back to you know, it's not as long as it's just being used for the purpose at hand to to get uninsured motorists off the road and to get stolen vehicles off the road. If it's if it's focused the, in on those the, purposes... The only problem is, is even if it's used 98% of the time for legitimate purposes, it's that 2% that's so damning. Well, you could also say that on anything, though. You could say that on just normal search warrants where they get the wrong house by yeah. by mistake. Yeah, you know, that's and, true. I mean, that could happen in non-technology mm-hmm. fields. Mm-hmm. So it's not just on that one situation. Historically, though, uh, states have a bad track record with this kind of thing. Well, and but then again, you said it yourself. You'd feel more comfortable having a states do it on their own. 
I mean, just governments. But yeah, I would. I this is one of the th- one well, of these. How things- do you feel about a private company taking it instead of the the national government doing a national database? They say, do we want a private company to do this? And that doesn't usually make me feel any better at all. Right. I just rather that data isn't collected at all. Right. Because, you know, when but, a, when but, a, but a devil's advocate would say here, well, at least the agencies are talking to each other. They're, they're pulling their resources together to be more efficient yeah. in, in uh, anti-crime situations. As, I mean, here's the thing. As long as they're not using this, uh, like the guy said in the clip, you know, uh, our, the ACLU dude saying, you know, uh, there, there could be a guy that is trying to track his wife or his girlfriend. I don't he, think it's a. I don't think it's going to be a yeah, that happens or doesn't happen. I think it's going to be that happens and also the good stuff happens. Now, don't forget, uh, by the way, M Pop in the chat room uh, brought this up. You know, we're, we live within 100 miles of the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. We already like are in a quote unquote zone yeah. of, of loss of rights anyway, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's one of those situations where I think we got to pick our battles. And I think while this is a, a battle, I think the major battle that we need to pick is what, with, with what the NSA is doing mm-hmm. and, and their uh, blind mass collection of mm-hmm. data and using that database without proper warrants. Technology comes with a lot of benefits, but also a lot of downsides. Yeah. And this particular one does feel like something that's almost inevitable, in yep. a sense. Yep. There you go. Absolutely. You know, Mr. Chase, yes, there's sir. a lot more to the Unfiltered oh, Show than just what makes God. it in here. We have a really fantastic subreddit where there's a lot of stuff that can be influencing the show based on people's votes or totally. submissions, comments. Yeah. And also, it's sort of like the extended version of this show. Yeah, and it's one of those places where you know what i know some of you guys are just yelling and screaming at the top of your lungs at me or chris and you want an outlet to go go to unfilterthatreddit.com that is where you could subscribe and talk about things so if i was gonna say you had a prediction for in episode 85 yeah i would say that prediction was 1150 (laughs) and i would say i was way off you know it's one of those things where sometimes i don't hit it and this week, it got blown away. What? 1,168. No kidding. It got blown away. So what do you want to set the benchmark for for next week? Well, you know what? Uh, I'm still conservative. I like kind of, you know, you know, even-ish numbers or, you know, big numbers. I like 1,175. Wow, 1,175. Yeah. Unfiltered.reddit.com. Subscribe and help us make the show even better. Totally. Now, Chris, during the course of the week, yeah, I know you like to tweet. You like True. to engage uh, people in 140 characters yeah. or less. Where yeah. do people go? Twitter.com slash Chris LAS. Have you tried Twitter? Uh, you know, I've heard of that thing. It's a really good source. Where would, where would I find you on there? You know what? I give people three more characters. Oh, jeez. At Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. What? Now, you wouldn't happen to be doing other things other than Unfilter on the web, you would you? You know what? I'm a gaming guy. I love playing games. Battlefield 4, Minecraft. I also talk about technology and other great topics at geekgamer.tv. You know, really, if you want the the unlimited unfilter experience unlimited if you can't afford to be a, an unfiltered supporter you can still show up live yes. also we have the last 300 t-shirt oh my that'll, god that would support the network teespring.com slash last 300 you finally logo, have a logo challenge coin you, we got a logo before you got a logo know, that is awesome it's crazy Beautiful. so join us live jblive.tv on a Wednesday yes go over to teespring.com slash last 300 grab yourself a hoodie or a t-shirt or a ladies tee get the challenge coin support the network and since the Olympics are, will be closing this weekend I gotta say Curling Simulator 2012 is a great game for the PC so hey you guys thanks for checking out the show and we'll see you here right back here next, next week, week.